people online, I feel like they're just worried you might not be there. You know what I mean? Like when they see me go live or something, if they don't feel like I'm going to come back, why would they want to support me? So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So here we are. It's taken a while to track her down. World traveler, the wonderful Dawn Byer. Tell us where you are waking up and having coffee this morning. Yesterday, I was in Florida. This morning, I'm in the snow. I'm in Idaho. Okay, so did you finally make enough money to have your own jet or helicopter, or you just... Right, right, right. I don't think I'd spend it on that. I'd probably just buy a bunch more merch so I can That's sell funny. <laughs> Especially if you get a jet, because the cost of fuel, you know, is yeah. going to be totally crazy. So for those of you that don't know Dawn... Um, so, cause this podcast has fired up, uh, since you and I have spoken last, we're 80 something plus episodes deep in this. So a lot of people may not know who you are. Those of you that follow me know exactly who she is. Uh, Dawn is a gal that I tracked down, uh, probably two years ago. Uh, a lot of people were making reference to what she was doing online, uh, with these Facebook lives. And I just became a fan. We got together. Uh, helped her create a course so she could teach you guys what it is that she's doing. And what's interesting, and this is something that uh, doesn't surprise me, but we've helped hundreds of people know the exact strategies that she's doing, but she's still the most consistent one of all. And as most won't do the work, and this is the part, Don, that trips me out the most, is that you laid the groundwork, you laid the foundation, but you're the only one that I see still every day on there doing it. Introduce yourself, and then let's talk about this whole mindset thing, because we can't make it any easier on them, but for whatever <laughs> reason, man, you got it going on, and your, your fan base continues to grow, your checking account continues to grow. And I wish it was duplicatable, um, but it's nuts. Tell everybody who you are and what it is that you're doing. My name is Dawn Beyer. I'm an independent singer-songwriter. Kind of, I, I started, you know, I moved to Nashville like everybody else. I moved to Nashville when I was 16, tried to do the whole uh, thing that I really didn't know I was what I was trying to do. I went to Nashville on, I guess, the dream that was sold to me, I guess, is what I think of it now. It's like, that's the dream. Maybe, my, maybe it was my dad's. Maybe it was someone else's. And it was like, oh, you sing. You sing decent. You should go to Nashville. And once you get there, everything's going to happen the way, you know, you show up. And you're, if you're good enough, you'll make it, right? But I showed up, and there's a crap ton more singers out there just like me, better than me. And it's super humbling when you, everyone knows who's, who's listening to this who, you know, showed up in Nashville with their guitar thinking they're going to make something happen real quick. Um, and the, the fact that it's a 10-year town, I mean, I think that a lot of that is so true because uh, there's so much you got to do on your own. And now 
Um, so I showed up at 16. I did the whole thing. I moved back and forth, went home a couple times, um, ended up playing in the bars in Nashville, just like people said, hey, you know, I might want to stay out of playing Broadway because you just get in a rut of playing there four hours, you know, four hour shifts, doubles, whatever. And it's hard on your voice. But I ended up getting into it because I was like, well, I don't want to do anything else but music. And so I don't want to go and work these jobs I'm working. I hate it. I'm sitting here in Nashville inside an office going, why am I here? Why am I doing this? So I just jumped all in and started with Broadway and I did it and just kept playing Broadway, kept playing Broadway and just playing for tips. Ended up making enough in tips, you know, to just, you know, pay my $500 a month rent that I had this little shack that had no heat. Uh, no, like my, my floor in my bedroom filled, literally filled up with rain. Like when it would rain, it filled up with mud. And I had a, I had just a mattress on the floor. That's where I was at when I jumped all in and was like, no, but I just want to do music. I just got to figure this out. So I started with Broadway because I guess that's what, you know, my other musician friends were doing. And then, so I started with that and I just, it, it beat me up. It beat my voice up. I just, I was not able to play my own songs. It's horrible for a songwriter, I feel like, to, to, to be always constantly having to do just the 10, top 10, top 20 songs that everybody wants to hear, which, of course, it makes sense that they all want to hear when they come into Nashville and they want to hear the same songs. And it's like, it, it, it just breaks you. I feel like it just makes you feel like you're not actually getting, you're singing for a living, but you're not actually getting to right. do what you love to do. So I came home. We talked about this, I think, in the, the program that we did. It's like I came home one day had lost my voice again. And I'm like, I can't keep doing it this way. There's got to be another way. I went on Facebook. There was a go live button there. I started right away. Like as soon as Facebook came out with that, it was just the perfect moment. And I just started like, I clicked the button and I just started singing my songs. I put my phone up on a stack of books in the, in the shack I was in and started singing my songs all the time when I wasn't like playing on Broadway and, and doing that stuff. So I just started singing my songs. And in the very beginning, I thought, well, I'm playing for tips on Broadway. Why don't I just throw a tip jar up here? How do I do that? Well, I'll just grab a PayPal link at the time. I'll just grab a PayPal link, throw it up there, and we'll see what happens and tell people it's a virtual tip jar. Because it's just like, if you know, if you like my music, no pushing, but like, hey, if you like my music, just like on Broadway, um, you could you could throw some love in the jar and it'd be awesome and to support my music and let me know you like my original stuff. So I started doing my original stuff um, and I started contacting and, mar and um, working on getting um, other big pages to share my videos and, sure. and on making connections there. So you treated um, them like venues. You went out and found other venues to play. You had your own venue, which was your Facebook page. And now you said, okay, just like touring, let me go find other venues to play and get in front of their audience. Because you can only grow your, I mean, I can only grow my page organically so, you know, I can grow it, keep being consistent and grow it. But like, why not get on? Yeah. Why not get on a page that already has a million country music fans? Like right. that makes so much sense to me. So I just started doing that, sending my videos, sending my videos. And it all comes down to consistency. And like we talked about, like, it will all always come down to that because no matter what, like if you are just consistent, like say they don't like the first video you send them, well, send them another one. Like you just right. got to consistent like that's and that and that's what I started doing and I started going on there every day going live I'd stay on there live I'd go live in my shack I go live in the shed I go live everywhere I could and just kept doing it until I was making enough doing that to stop playing Broadway and just continue to do that living out here in the middle of nowhere like out out in Tennessee out in the middle of nowhere and just doing it I was outside with you know then I finally got a tripod I was outside with the tripod and just doing it. And then, um, it, it, it started to grow where people wanted to buy my albums. And then I started making my own albums from the house. And then, um, I would just like write on the album, sign my name on the album. And, and then from there, 
people wanted more albums. So then I started. Yeah, but I think you, and and this is where I think that, that people miss it is that you went live every step of the way, because I recall you going live, thanking them, going live when you were filling out the mailing addresses, going live from the car on your way to the post office, going live, introducing people to the postmaster, going live with the people once they received your stuff. I mean, it's like you took them through every single step of the way. And it was interesting because when I first met Don, I said, if you don't mind me asking, I said, what did you make last year? Because I had my own idea. And she goes, you know what? I'll have to ask my accountant to find out. And she came back and it was it was 74,000 something, 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 almost 75,000 bucks. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Holy cow. And then the next year you went into over a hundred thousand and it just it's continues just to grow yeah. and grow. Yeah. And, it, and it turns into all different stuff though. It's like, if we can just be consistent with that, you think about like, if I think about all of my income comes really stems from me going live, because if you think about it, every gig that gets booked, every merch item that gets sold, every album that gets downloaded, every, everything, every tip jar hit, everything comes from stems from me just continuing to go live. And I've, and we've talked about this. I've talked, I've told my friends so many times, what, like, why aren't you going live? Why are you not, why are you going on Broadway still doing the same thing we were doing? I go back there and I still just see the same and I love them, but I see the same people there every single time I go back. It's sickening. I just yeah. don't even be down there. Like this is three years later. <laughs> well, and, and it's interesting because a lot of people aren't willing to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, a lot of what Taylor Swift and I did together was we went and did things that we knew other artists wouldn't do. We would go stand out and sign for three and a half hours because we knew the other artists didn't think that was cool or it wasn't something that they were willing to do. So she did it. And that's what what's interesting with you is that this this Internet, folks, it won. OK, it's not going anywhere. It won. It allows you, I mean, when I sit there and I just took a screenshot, a couple things from your Facebook page recently to show some folks to say, look, you're telling me you can't go live once a month. And I see here, she's gone live three times a day. One day she's playing songs. One, one hour she's playing songs. A couple hours later, she plays a couple songs and shows them a Christmas ornament. A couple <laughs> hours later, she's playing a request that what people don't understand is if they go and click the link that that person paid $50 to have that song sung as a gift to somebody else. It's like, it just, Oh, it drives me crazy that you can give them the step-by-step details. But at some point folks, you've got to step up and do it. Now here's the thing. Most people like Dawn, she goes out and she teaches it. And if the teacher is still doing it, shouldn't that tell you something? You know, it's some of these gurus that will. But that's what's so cool about the online thing is it's not like you have to do the same. I mean, you can keep reinventing, but just be consistent. Like you you see on my page, I do, you know, now I've kind of, you know, gone to where people actually go and make a request and pay the certain amount. Well, I didn't start that way. I started with, hey, throw a dollar in the tip jar and you know what I mean? But like start reinventing. We just did a whole two months of tour where we only played in living rooms. We only allow ourselves to play in living room so that way people can't just go and see me at a bar or something right now during that tour it was like you have to book me to come into your living room and sing for you and we took videos of it and we shared that with people and then other people wanted to have me in their living room and just you can keep re- coming up with new and 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 fun ways but just be consistent and then it's like it, people online I feel like they're just worried you might not be there you know what I mean like when they see me go live or something if they don't feel like I'm gonna come back 
why would they want to support me? They're, they're, they're there. Maybe they're hanging out in their living room or they're hanging out at work or they're listening. At That's whatever. a great point. And it's like, they, they want to know you're going to show up for them. And if they know that, that's like, they feel like they're your record label or they're your, like, they feel like they're keeping you going on there. Well, and when it's a couple bucks here and five bucks here, then it turns into 20 bucks. Then it turns into a house concert. I mean, you wouldn't, they flew you to do weddings in like Mexico and stuff. I mean, you've oh, been yeah. all over the place I'm going to on England. their dime. March. I mean, it's crazy. You're going where in March? I'm going to England. I'm going to Ireland. We're going to Paris. Um, all, all people that have been listening to me that live in Ireland or live in, and they're having me sing at their wedding or they're bringing me out to, I mean, it's just insane. We've been all over the place. The amount of places, I've probably been 30. I was just like counting this up. I've been to like 30 places, 30 different, like 30 different flights here, there, there, just like in the past six months to this whole year has been crazy. It's been amazing. Now, what, what, what made the shift for you? I mean, I think getting sick, I think losing your voice kind of gave you, and not everybody has that, that switch. You know, yeah. and, and I and I always tell people too, I don't want to convince a whole bunch of people just to get in the way and do it for a week because then they just they make noise and they get in our way. I only want people who are willing to take this serious and consistently show up every day. What is it that you say to yourself? Because I'm sure you don't feel like singing every day either. No, I asked myself a question that I tell everyone when they message me because I get messages asking me, How did you do this? What you're doing on, on Facebook? And it's like I'm going to just throw it out here for you guys and I'm tell you exactly what it was in the, in the beginning. I asked myself a question that needed to be answered for me, which was what is making it? Cause you know how people come up to you and they're like, I hope you make it one day or you're a good singer. Why don't you really try to be a singer? I'm like, I'm just saying for you. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I am singing. The whole, the whole idea of like, if you're good enough, why aren't you on the radio? If you're good enough, why aren't you making it? Well, that always felt weird to me. And so for me, it was asking myself, what, what is making it for me, not for everybody else? What is it for me? Do I really want to sell out arenas? Do I really want to be on? What do I want? And, and getting clear on what making it meant, like for me, for me, it means playing my own music, smaller crowds so I can connect with them, making a living, having a personal life, being able to have all of these things was what making it was for me. And once I got clear on that, I swear, it's like doors just started opening for me because I was clear on what making it really was for myself. And a lot of people don't know that. They just follow the dream. I, I, I say it's like the dream that was, whose is it? Like maybe, right. your, maybe your parent or someone said, this is what, you know, is making it is. It really just depends on what it is for you. That's, that's what I got clear on. And that's what kind of changed everything for me. I want to talk about a couple of things that are very unique to you is that because you kept showing up, also doing your original music. Yes, there were times that you did covers because that may have been a first introduction to someone who just showed up to your live for the first time and then they got introduced to your original music. There was a time when you were holding, hosting online workshops, teaching people how to play your songs. How did that feel? I mean, you just never know until someone signs up. Like I always, like I try all new stuff all the time. And I, and I always say if one person buys it or one person does it, one person, that song makes one person feel something, then it works. Then from there, I just, you know, the fact that people would sign up to learn my own song, it was, it was, so cool and all I did was just go live with them and show them my, me playing my music so there's so many different avenues you know what I mean like yes I'm a singer and I write songs and I play them online but I also am, am coaching other artists now after doing our thing and I'm also right. teaching guitar lessons and I'm doing songwriting stuff and just using every different avenue once you I mean the platform's there and we talk about that you know 
we've talked about that is the platform is there and it's not going away. Like you said, it's like, you can't just do it the old way. What I call like the old Nashville, you can't just do it the old way and think that's <laughs> show up on Broadway, sit on the stool and, 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 and think that some record executive is going to go in there and, and give you a record deal. Wow. Tell us about your private group now that people are paying monthly to be in a group and how much you love on them in that group. So basically, what I, you know, I, I'm, right now I'm doing a thing called Daily Dose December and just kind of basically showing up on my page every single day just with one song. reason I'm doing that is because I'm kind of cutting back on playing really long shows on my page because that's just where I am right now because I kind of want to have one small group inside a private group where it's like a monthly subscription type thing and I just love on them. You know, like I go on there just uh -huh. random, hang out with them. I, I send them gifts. I mean, I just go on there and like we're just more connected and I'm able to, cause like, you know, when you get a lot of people watching your stuff, it's hard to respond. It's hard to even see the comments coming through, you know what I mean? Like, and be able to really see everything everybody's saying. So the thing that people really like about the private group is that you might have 30 people in there and just put a limit on it. Like, okay, I'm going to have 25 to 30 people and I'm just going to really respond to each of them. Each of them get to pick, they get to pick set lists. So I do like an hour right. show every week and they, and let them pick a set list of 10 songs, let them be part of that. Um, let them play lyric games and stuff, giveaways and give them special coupons for your website. And it's, it's just basically like kind of a super fan type. Uh, so they were able to see that there's thousands of people watching you here, but you gave an opportunity for them to be a part of something exclusive with a higher tag on it. And those that are really true want to get out of the big group and move themselves over to a smaller group. Yeah, knowing that there can't be thousands of people in there. Like, I, right. I'm not going to let that be a thing. We're just going to keep it at this. And and for an artist like me, I'm always looking for ways to have some type of income I can count on. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's sure. one thing to make really good money, but it's just kind of all, it's you just have all, all these. The yeah. yeah, so having anything where it can be monthly like that, I feel that makes me feel comfortable. So for me, another making it thing for me, it was like, okay, I want to have monthly things that I do that I would do it every month. You know what I mean? So that, that makes, that's good because then it pays whatever it pays. Maybe it pays your house payment or it pays whatever it pays. And that's awesome. Um, and that's just one of the things that you're doing. Where can people find out more about you? We'll link out to this. I want them to one, be able to follow you. And then two, if, uh, if they're interested in learning your system, I know that you have put together another program uh, exclusive to you. I want be, to be able to send people to find out about that. So um, I did a whole video series, a whole program on, on what we were talking about, about getting clear on what it really means for you and kind of put together a, a list of questions to ask people like, okay, this is how we figure this out. This is how we get clear on what is making it for you. So uh, the website that I have is called therealmakingit.com. And in there is that, is that program, The Real Making It, and then also making it on Facebook. So it's basically just um, a program of me just talking about how I made it on Facebook. TheRealMakingIt.com. Yep. All right. We will get them to that. Once again, I appreciate you. Uh, those of you that don't follow her, go follow her on Facebook. Uh, Coffee and Country. That was crazy. 9 a.m. It was like religiously. It's like, yeah. thank you're a morning person. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely am. I definitely am. <laughs> hey, good to talk to you. You too, my dear. We'll chat soon. All right. See you. Bye. hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, 
and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.